Gunline. What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Lopez. Yeah, I did a re-fucking mix on that intro, but that's only because I'm going to have a new intro coming here soon. If not on this episode, definitely the next one, courtesy of my man over here, uh, old Chooks. And as you can see, we got Chooks here with us, and we got Ole Hunt with us today. And I got a surprise for y'all. So check this out. Normally, I would have a midweek memo with my boy Urena and my boy motherfucking Dowden. However, comma, we decided that we've been avoiding politics a little bit too long. Now, this is not going to be the politics fucking podcast every day, but this is definitely going to be a political episode at least once a month at the very least. And we got the Hannity and Combs of the minority world. Uh, we got uh, we got the Mexican, Puerto Rican Rush Limbaugh. Over yeah. here <laughs> and then we got the motherfucking um the the straight lemon yeah. <laughs> on the left so gentlemen thank y'all for being here it's definitely great to have some politics on here i'm not very well versed in it personally but i know where i stand i'm pretty much in the dead center so normally i i lean towards the best liar or I'm sorry, the the best, um, <laughs> the one that has the most facts. So, right. uh, especially when it comes to election time. So, with that said, gentlemen, um, let's get this bitch started, man. Uh, let's get into it. Appreciate you having me, man. No doubt, no doubt. And uh, Lee Hunt, all lives matter, brother. I feel you, but uh, all the lives can't matter. Black lives matter. <laughs> no seconds, baby. <laughs> And uh, no, with that said, for real, let's go ahead and get this shit started, man. Apparently something occurred over the weekend out in Austin. Tragic event. Um, I saw it being taught or told as a mass shooting. Um, usually when I hear the words mass shooting, I'm thinking one perpetrator killing a lot of motherfuckers, uh, innocent people, um, you know, just for his own personal gain. From what I understand about this shooting, it was actually two motherfuckers that don't know how to fucking shoot that ended up shooting at themselves, but shot 13 or 14 innocent people. So, of course, that's going to spark up gun control, and especially in Texas. Um, first of all, do you guys know about the events that occurred? Yes. All right, what do you know about it, Lee Hunt? Well, it's just exactly what you said, man, as far as, like, the shooting that happened in Austin. Personally, man, like, I, I really did change my stance on the Second Amendment. And it took a lot for me to do that because I was a typical liberal and I was like, oh, guns, bad, guns, bad, and we need to do this. But listen, I've softened up my stance on that. I do believe, however, that there would be nothing wrong with, you know, a little bit comprehensive background checks. Like, for instance, in the state of Texas, man, you can get a gun in about 15 minutes. Like, oh, shit. If you can wait, yeah, it's like, so what's waiting three more days gonna do if you know you're clean? Like, are you feeling what? Are you in a rush that bad? So you've been without your pistol. Well, I would say, you know, I had exactly. to get a fucking handgun, and and yeah, I, I was put on the wait list for three days, and let's just say, unfortunately, I was unable to carry a weapon. <laughs> so figure though, the caveat to that is, I was perfectly legal to carry a weapon for the military for ten fucking years. Yeah, I was on that three day suspension too at one point in time. So, what about honestly, also? I, I honestly, sorry, uh, I, I honestly don't see anything wrong with the system we have here in Texas. It's, if anything, I'm a million percent in agreement with constitutional carry because I think the what we have to go through already, which isn't much. You're right. I mean, maybe you're exaggerating 15 minutes. I get it, 
But I went and bought a gun just a few weeks ago, and I was in there for a couple hours, just two, three hours. Uh, by the time all was said and done, and you still have to do the same FBI background check, and you know, you still gotta, they still gotta make sure you're not a prohibited possessor, which I completely agree with. There are certain people who have and should have lost their their privilege to you know certain privileges gun rights uh yeah you just said it right there shall not be infringed it's a right i used the wrong word i I used the wrong word uh right but just like you can lose your right to freedom if you murder somebody uh you're gonna go to prison so you're gonna lose your right to freedom uh same thing with a weapon obviously you commit a violent crime you should not be able to carry a weapon anymore I think uh, that, that that's a fair I, enough argument. Um, yeah. My question is, though, um, won't that set a precedent, though? Where's the slippery slope on that? Where does it end? It's true. No, and that's a, it's a hard question to answer, and that's why I'm full, all for constitutional carry. Um, because at the end of the day... If the, kind of violent crimes, you shouldn't be allowed to carry a gun because you've already proven that you're willing to use that, that, that right to do harm, to do something bad. So you shouldn't have that right anymore. Let me ask you, what if a person has been rehabilitated? What, gone to prison? Prison's not a rehab, it's a college, man, for, for more, to do more crime. Well, I mean, that's definitely a subjective term, but there are <laughs> some that uh, can be rehabilitated and come back out and be uh, produ- pro- productive citizens in the US. Shouldn't yeah. after their time in prison and time in parole, if they did their time for their crime, shouldn't they nah. be allowed to be a full-fledged citizen again? Nah, uh, not when it comes to guns. Like maybe they could work their way back into getting voting rights again and all the other things they might have lost. But guns is uh, one of those things that it's just you've already proven that you're willing to commit a violent act. Yes, you could tell the the parole officers and the, all those people everything you want that you're good, you're going to be a productive member of society again. Mm-hmm. But 99 out of 100 times, these people go right back into their same environment, the same hood, the same gang life, the same whatever it is, and they just fall right back into the same trap. So okay. question like, on that then. It sucks for the, for the 1% who actually did get reha- rehabilitated and they, are, they did turn their lives around and, and gave themselves uh, better prior- or they prioritized what's going on in their life better. It sucks that they lose out because of the other 99%, but that's just the way life works. We know that from the military. One person messes it up, everybody loses. Can't say nothing about it. That's so, the way it should be. So, um, well, I mean, with that, on the same token on that, and I'm not trying to give pushback. I'm just trying to get a clearer understanding on certain things. For example, they say it's better to let um, 100, men, 100 guilty men free than to have one innocent man go to jail. Never heard of that, but I'm going to shock everybody right now. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with Chooks as far as constitutional carry goes. Like, I am a huge proponent for constitutional carry. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, I, I am. I am a. And can you guys yeah, explain, I hunt, I hunt, the world. Can you, can you explain what constitutional carry is for those of those that, that live like in high liberal uh, tax states that don't know what that is? Can you explain what that is? <laughs> yeah, so for my California people, right? Constitutional carry means like, it is the the Constitution says, you know, you know, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, even though it does, you know, talk about being a militia. Right. I got that. That's up for debate. Supreme Court, whatever. The Supreme Court settled that 2000, whatever. 
everybody has the right to carry a firearm, like unless you know they're a convicted felon. That is a constitutional protected right that we have. So the, the state shouldn't sell us our rights to carry these weapons, either concealed or not concealed. They shouldn't do that shit, but they are to get a profit. Yep. Once again, if you violate and you do something federal, like, listen, I got it, the rehabilitation thing. Maybe if you prove yourself worthy within 10 years after you finished your parole, probation or whatever, and you have a squeaky clean record, maybe in 10 years, we can go back and visit this. If we can see that, you know, that you have done something to elevate where you were at and you're elevated, then we can trust you with one. We can give them that special, hey, yes. you're allowed to carry one. All now right. you, you know what? Up, I can agree life. with that. We're going to give you uh, practice I, rounds. I actually, <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker be firing blanks. Yeah. Uh, you know the liberal side to be coming out, ain't it? For real. <laughs> but you know what? With that said, that's something I can agree with. I can actually, we find a happy medium there. You know, yeah. after some time, if you've proven yourself to be a, um, uh, not a threat to society, to be an asset to your community and your country, then yes, by all means, little by little, you can retrieve those rights. So, but... I want to dig in a little bit more to uh, what you were saying, Chutes, about the um, how people want to get out of prison. You were right. I mean, a lot of people see it as a fucking as honestly in my neighborhood where I was growing up. If you heard the episode with my nephew, um, we looked at going to prison as going to college. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. because where we grew up, you know, like Ice Cube said, in my neighborhood, heroes don't fly through the sky, uh, the sky and stars. They live behind bars. You know, and so that's what we fucking look forward to doing. Absolutely. But, um, you know, but what is it? Because now we're going to get into the socioeconomics of this, pol of this political talk. Yeah. What is it that is keeping that, um, that, that wheel from turning, continue going in circles of motherfuckers getting out of the system only to get back into the system? Many will say that it's, um, it's, because they're being held back uh, by other powers that be. What do you say to that, Chooks? Um, well, I mean, it's it's a hard it's a hard situation because uh, you know I, I've said this to to Hunt quite a few times. Well, first, actually, let me back up. Uh, I just want to say that I am pleasantly shocked and surprised uh, at Hunt's uh, enthusiasm <laughs> for weapons. <laughs> Uh, because as a as a, ex, as a military man, you should be all for weapons. Like I, it doesn't even matter. Like that should just be a standard for all veterans, military. Uh, so I'm shocked. But anyway, um, yeah, going back to um, the revolving door of the prison system, and unfortunately, I think I think that. It, it, a lot to do like all right i don't want i don't want to say like everybody's drug addicts but I, I worked in a psych hospital for a number of years after i got out of the army um and we'd have drug addicts because that's the majority of the people we see is drug addicts so they would be on the street they'd be you know cracked out get arrested they would have to come into my facility and and uh detox so they'd be in there for two weeks they detox be clean and then they'd get out and they'd go right back to the same trap house that they were living at hang out with the same exact friends that they were living in and i would see him again the next month and this went on for years i would see the same people 10 times a year uh for and, and just constantly and they'll either go back out go to the same environment and then get busted again or a lot of these people who are on like social security they'll 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 come in they'll get clean 
but it's also a way for them to get off the street because they get two weeks of free, uh, free, free meals, a roof over their head, and they go back on the street. Mm-hmm. And to, and once their social security check runs out, and they come right back in because oh, Medicaid wow. pays for it. So it's just this crazy cycle. Now I'm not like I said. This is I'm not saying that everybody that who gets busted with weapons is like a drug addict, but it's like this cycle that happens because people are getting placed right back in the same environment. They go right back to the same environment that they came out of, and it's impossible to think that you can change. For the, for the majority of the people, you're not going to change when you're hanging out with the same friends who are going to ask you to do the same crap every weekend. Hey, let's go, let's go run the streets, like whatever. And you're, you're going right back to the same family environment, home environment, friend environment, neighborhood environment. So nothing's going to change. All right. So of so, course, they're going to end up going right back into prison and it just, it just keeps on going. It's a it's perpetual cycle. Hunt, Hunt, how do we stop the revolving door? in your mind all right so i know how like this is one way like i said man we we all tend to talk about oh the ghetto this the ghetto that uh chicago this chicago that but let's face it there's really not a lot of well what are we going to do to actually help this so why are we not like there's so much government spending on bullshit as it is why are we not investing in these inner cities to put some kind of project there for these kids so we got to get people reached out when they're kids. So why are we not having this? Like, and I got it. We can say like, well, what about all these uh, entrepreneurs and, and and people? First of all, there was like, I know a lot of people don't recognize this, but there was something called My Brother's Keeper Initiative. And that was started under former President Barack Obama. Good program. And it was in Chicago. Um, what I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Just, some some personal stuff going on right now. Oh, uh, I hit y'all up offline about that. But yeah, they, I, I do think that they, they can be. Now, I know, I don't know how Truth is going to feel about this or you're going to feel about this. Back in the 1960s, good program. The original Black Panther Party, they started a lot of good programs. They started a lot of after-school programs. They started a lot of feeding the children programs. I do believe there needs to be something like that so we can educate kids while they're small, keep them off of the streets, off of the gangs, get them involved, and fine arts, get them involved in business. That's what we need in these inner cities since we always talk about like, and I hate inner cities, but that's what we need in those communities so we can stop that revolving cycle. So they can have something to do. Like there's so much talent in these cities. Like, I don't know about, you know, the Hispanic neighborhoods and all that, that third, you know what I'm saying? Cause you know, I'm not Hispanic even though that's the majority was, but I do believe if we do something like that. Okay. But a lot of it is because there's so much talent out there that a lot of these kids have that's not being, you know. All right. I agree. Can I, can I count? Can I? Yeah, go ahead. I, I no, I, uh, you had said you thought I'd disagree. I don't. I, I, I actually 100% agree with way back, back in the 60s, it was, it was a great time as far as trying to educate, uplift uh, minority and, and lower income communities. And there was a huge push to do it somewhere along the lines that got kind of lost, got, you know, down in the weeds, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I, what I, what I will say, Hunt, is it, it starts at home. It start it starts at home and you can't say we need a, a government program in place when you could send your, your child to uh, one of these programs and they're teaching them something, but then that child goes home 
and the family is teaching them uh, crazy critical race theory type uh, bullshit where they're telling them as a minority, we can't get ahead because the system's against us. It, with that, you can't have both of them together at the same time. You can't put make pro because Hunt did or not Hunt Trump did. He, what is that program that he made for uh, minority communities in the inner city where they give grants to businesses? I, I'm drawing a blank right now. I've been trying to think of the name, but he started this. He started a program. They're giving out lots of money specifically to minorities to start businesses. That program got shut down by your your. Let me ask y'all something. Let me ask something real quick and interject. Um, I thought that one of the biggest things about the differences between the liberals and the conservatives was about spending money, you know, and pumping money into neighborhoods, right? Um, And government programs. Um, I grew up in South Central Los Angeles and um, the, the woman that was in charge of my area is the very prominent and well-known uh, lady that I wish I could fucking punch her in the fucking face every time that I see, Maxine Waters. Get in their um, face, get more confrontational. Yeah. No, that bitch is in charge of my neighborhood. And oh God. nothing ever changed there. And yeah. I mean, that's just a problem that I see. There are some government programs out there that I believe are good. Like for example, Job Corps. Job Corps is a good fucking program. I know because I attended it. You know, you go there for at-risk youth and you go there, you learn a fucking trade, you get your GED. They even help you, help place you in a fucking job when you get out. You know what I mean? And you get paid while being there. Granted, it's not a fuckload of money, but you're also living there for free on campus. So it's a great fucking project. We need more projects like that that teach trades. You see what I'm saying? Now, as far as like um, uh, entrepreneurs and shit like that, Hunt, to your point, yeah, I, I would love to hear more, but I know there's a lot of folks that are humble and want to do it on the low key, right? Uh, about being um, philanthropists. But at the same time, I haven't seen Ice Cube Shopping Center or fucking- uh, the LeBron James by School Drake. for the Arts or something. Right, you know, now it'd be great to see that be brought into the community. And like you were saying, the Panthers, right? Uh, they, the Black Panthers were the community grown community help fucking program, right? Yeah. So where did that get lost in the interpretation of what it was meant to be to when you had this new Black Panther that popped up and was complete militant? So, and uh, I'm sure it's gonna go into uh, Trump and that uh, I'm mm-hmm. guessing that, you know, he enabled people to fucking be racist. I'm gonna say something about that. Racist motherfuckers are gonna be racist motherfuckers regardless of who the fuck is president. So whether they're there or not, they're there, man. But go ahead. Yeah, so like what really changed was the fact that, I'm gonna be real with y'all, man. America got scared when they seen that a whole bunch of black people were gonna stick up for their rights. They were carrying weapons. Cause you gotta think about it. The Lord and savior at the time of the Republic, I know I'm talking with my hands just like somebody else. Cause this is huge deal, huge, okay? Bing, bing, bang, huge. But no. So um, in California at the time, in the 1960s, it was it was legal to carry a firearm in the, in the state capitol. Ronald Reagan got mad and was like, yo, there's too many of these darkies out here with weapons. So he enacted a law. Ronald Reagan was the father of like California strict gun laws that they had. It's a Republican, diehard Republican. Now, let's go to critical race theory, too. 
like it is not bullshit to teach people that listen, this is what happened. They're trying to sugarcoat shit. They don't want they're trying not to teach y'all slavery. All right. So when you teach critical race theory, and I think we talked about this, Machuka, you can teach the bad things, but you also have to teach the good things that white people have done. Since we're just gonna take this, white people have done. I've said this to Chooks before. If it were not for white people, Underground Railroad would not be a success. So that right there is still part of a crucial race, critical race theory that can be taught. It's not just that white people are bad and they're oppressors. Question, question, question. What in the fuck is critical race theory? I'm critical, dead serious. I don't I'll know get, what the fuck that is. It, it teach, basically, to me, it teaches people that you being race, being saying that you're not racist is not enough. You have to proactively be anti-racist. Now, how do you do that? Well, by basically by demonizing white people. So isn't that being racist though? Exactly. Yeah, or not even racist. I've been, try, I've been trying to, I've been even trying say to tell Lee. I won't say racist. It's discriminatory. No, it's fully racist. It's discriminatory because it's, you're it's, discriminating against a, a race. Yeah. It's not, I don't think like, from what I've seen, it's not just picking on like, it's not saying the white people are bad and they're this, they're this. It is. Right now in schools, they're trying to take out what happened. They're trying to whitewash slavery. Like prior to. Somebody got some bad internet. He froze. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm at Hunt. You, that's a good pose that you're at, by the way. <laughs> so when he gets back, I guess we'll continue on his point. Seneca Village. There he goes. Oh, there he goes. There he goes. Oh, my bad, yo. So Seneca Village, right? A lot of people don't know about Seneca Village. So if you teach about Seneca Village, I don't think that in, in the critical race theory is something that we need to learn because we're not teaching about it. If we teach about uh, Rosewood in critical race theory, it's not just saying that these people are evil. It's saying this shit happened. We're not teaching this. How about but this we shit. teaching in American history? Exactly. Then why don't we do it? Because it's whitewashed. So now because the system decides to whitewash it, we, there needs to be a program in but, order. But I'm sorry. I don't mean to disagree with you here, but... I grew up reading the same textbooks that I'm sure you guys grew up, and there was no whitewashing slavery. Nope. It, the slavery was mentioned in there. We put that was slavery, and there were some very graphic pictures in those history books. Now it's not being mentioned. Like they oh. was Tom Sawyer. They've been to Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. They're not reading that shit no more. To kill a mockingbird, they're not reading that shit okay. no more. And who is the one passing that shit though? Liberals. But then, but then y'all talk about the liberals are the ones that are trying to like make. <laughs> did you hit <laughs> Then you talk about liberals are the ones that are trying to do like the uh, critical race theory. So they may not, they may have taken that out, but they're still trying to, you know, discuss racism. Well, I wouldn't even say racism, factual things that happen in this country. It's, if it's part of American history, then it's part like, of American history. Exactly. Go ahead, Chooks. My, my problem with critical race theory is not, I mean, you could leave it alone as is and teach it in college. That's fine. Because people, because then students could choose that class. You can't stuff this shit down five, six, 10, eight, 11 year old kids' throats and think that it's okay. Little kids need to learn how to read, they learn how to write, and they do their math. If they would, if the school, if, if kindergarten through 12 would, kindergarten through 12th grade would just stick to those basic things maybe throw in some constitutional classes stick to those things 
let them learn about critical race theory when they get to college, when they can actually comprehend and if it's a choice that they want to make. I want to double tap on that. Critical race theory, when these you're teaching five-year-olds okay. about all this, so you're Fine. teaching, you actually, kids don't know color. You're right. implementing that. You're teaching them that the person next to them is, is I'm going to double tap on that, Chooks. I want to double tap on that. And then Hunt, you got the floor. Um, I, I felt the same way about Chicano studies. They were trying to put Chicano studies as a regular in a regular curriculum in school. And with that, I'm like, why? What What is the benefit of knowing this? That should be an elective class, maybe in high school. You could have it as an elective or you can fucking do that in college. Because honestly, tell me, school needs to be for fucking learning how to survive in the real fucking world. All right. And I believe that the brainwashing institutions that we have now are basically slowing down our kids more than advancing them. Absolutely. You know, and confuse them. Racism is taught. We all know that. Racism is taught. Discrimination is taught. It's not something that, you know, that motherfuckers are born out the womb. I hate niggas. I hate crackers. I hate beaners. They don't they they don't come out like that. They're taught that shit, They're right? Now, if in this critical race theory, if I'm understanding the way it's being portrayed, and Hunt, correct me if I'm wrong, um, it's basically um, we were trying to be do our own thing, but the white man held us down. See, that I don't know. Like I told Chooks before, man, like I've seen, I was in the process of looking at both sides. I heard what the conservatives said, and that shit, like I thought my brain was going to melt. I was listening to what the liberals were saying, but me and Chooks just got it in our conversation. I just completely forgot it. Once again, personally, and here, here it is too. I agree with Chooks. You should not be teaching a five-year-old this. However, it's unfortunate that some families are already putting these bullshit in these kids' heads at that age. But no, I do not think that a five-year-old, six-year-old, if you're in elementary, I even say like to middle school, I guess that's what y'all call it. You shouldn't do it. Like, Okay, 12th grade. You're in the 12th grade. You're about to go off to college. Yes. That is an acceptable time to start teaching that if you want it as an elective, like you said. Exactly. Perfectly. Excuse me. Good time. But no, I don't think that a, I agree with you, as five, six-year-olds, they should. That I, that I don't think they should. You guys have seen the PBS thing where they're teaching kids, they got transgenders on PBS and, and like, singing to kids on, so now you can't even turn on the TV anymore without this transgender bullshit being stuffed down kids throats that it's the same thing with critical race theory like look if they choose to learn about that cool but that it's a it's a subsect it's it's a such a small population of people the amount of transgender people in this country is, is like less than one percent of one percent of the entire Bro, population but we want to change the entire system have have you people. been on tiktok lately <laughs> i never have never will can't fucking tell, brother. Nowadays, these bro. fucking chicks with dicks that had them cut off and now want to have clits, you, it's scary out there. I feel sorry for the young generation, bro. <clears throat> and, I, and I will go back to my experience uh, working in the, because it was a straight up psych hospital that I worked at. I worked with schizophrenics. That was my specialty with schizophrenics, bipolar, all the heavy hitters. Um, and my job, whatever. Um, a huge majority of the population of people that we got in, besides drug addicts, drug addicts is obviously number one type of people that we get in psych facilities. 
because inevitably using meth and, and, and heroin, all this stuff, it leads to mental problems, schizophrenia and all this stuff. But anyway, besides the drug addicts, the biggest type of people that we saw in there were confused transgenders, lesbians, gays, who haven't figured out how to fit in normal society at, with uh, what I consider to be their mental illness. Transgenderism is a mental illness. You can't tell me that you were born a, a man, but you feel like you're a woman, so I'm going to chop off my thing and tell me that there's nothing wrong in your brain. Right. Trust me, there is something wrong with your brain. And we would, these are the majority of the people that we would see in our psych hospital. Next to the drug addicts, it was these people who were confused about their sexuality. They're getting a lot of crap from the people in their, in their world, in their inner circles, because nobody accepts them, which... It's hard to yeah. accept somebody who says they want to chop off their thing. I think that all three of us are in agreement on, you know, be who you're going to be as long as you don't fuck with me yeah, and don't, don't shove it down my fucking face or down my throat, pun intended. Um, but, um, you know, I have lately seen on the fucking, on the, on the televisions, no matter what shows I watch, there's going to be the fucking, there's going to be at least two or three fucking lesbians in there. There's going to be a gay guy. Yeah, I'm checking it out. I got okay. about a minute and 10 seconds. All and right. um, are you going to be able to do another episode or no? Yeah, no, no. My thing is blinking and saying less than a minute. So I, Okay. I yeah, we got about one sense. minute left. So all with right, that yeah. being said, we're going to be right back in about uh, half a second for you all. And when we do, we're going to go ahead and finish this transgender talk and then move into the next topic, Kamala in Guatemala. About a minute and a half. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Gunline? Thank you for coming back here. I know it's only been like about a split fucking second for you all, but uh, we're having a pretty good conversation here with Chooks and with uh, Oli Hunt, and I'm getting ready to invite them all at this time here to this uh, Zoom meeting that is about to be in progress. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Uh, this is a precursor to what we're going to be doing once a month at least. It's going to be basically having discussions about uh, political shit that's going on around. And, you know, it's good to get into it every once in a while, have a good, healthy debate, have a good, healthy conversation regarding these types of things. So uh, once they come in here, we'll go ahead and continue. I do want to mention, though, that, um, you know, I would like some more support from y'all in the way of hitting me up with topics y'all want to hear about and listen about. Um, any changes y'all think I should make, let me know so I could include them because I don't know what I don't know, if that makes sense. So uh, go on and let me know what, uh, what y'all think I should go ahead and do in order to improve this to make it better for y'all. Uh, so I'm still waiting for these jokers to get on. Uh, while I'm doing that, let me go ahead and just wait. Um, I'll be plugging, I guess, uh, this next weekend's fucking shoot the shit is gonna be with the homeboy Marquez. Uh, Marquez has been here quite a few times prior and uh, it's gonna be definitely great picking up with him, seeing how he's doing. Last thing I saw, he wants to move out of Texas. And I mean, out of Texas, out of Washington, out to Texas. So we'll be um, waiting um, for him. We'll go ahead and have that discussion when he gets back. Yo. Was that Chooks he was talking to? No, 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 no. That was a, I was a personal call. Oh, okay. That sounded like Chooks on the phone. <laughs> Everything, we'll talk off offline. Yeah. I'm, I'm, already, <laughs> I'm already recording, so. Um, well, but, I will say this, man, and Chooks, and we can just rehash this when Chooks get here. Here's yeah. the deal, man. 
I understand how people are with the whole transgender thing. It's always in your face. This, that, and the third. They're trying to like make it normal. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, man, at some point, you got to realize interracial marriages weren't normal. It was against the law. It was thought as unnatural. People like spit at it. They were like, oh my God, how dare you? Now, and, and, and it was the same thing. It's you're putting this in our face and people didn't like it. At some point in time, they didn't like it. Right. So it's like, okay, we had to overcome, as, as a nation, we had to overcome that. So like then, I don't agree with like kids doing it, but now if you're an adult, 18 and older, and this is how you want to live, I completely agree with it. But like, as far as like kids, I really don't agree with that because- So how do you know, but it's, it, okay, so here's the issue that I have. Oh, if I have to explain to my kids why there's two daddies or there's two mommies. Bro, you want to know, man, like I remember when we was in Oklahoma, man, like somebody asked my son, why was your mom white and your dad's black? So we had to explain that shit to him. That's a little same bit week. different. It's the same week, different day, because that's not what that person was thought was taught was normal. Right. He, you know, he was like, yo, why is this? And it's like, yo, don't first of all, don't fucking worry about it. Ain't got shit to do with you. Right. Well, again, my point is um, I don't like normalizing it because it is not normal. Uh, it is a dysphoria and it's just, um, it is a clinical disease. So, but so, so you said it's, it's, it's not normal. Once again, is interracial relationships normal? Well, it depends on who you talk to. Um, but at least I know that it's a, a man with it's a big schlong with Becky, you know, who's white. And at least I know whatever, that but physiologically they belong together. <laughs> But We're talking if, I'm, about, if I'm talking about Tyrone hooking up with Skyler, Guy Skyler, you know, that's a little bit. Got so we were talking about as far as like, um, you know, the transgender thing and how Lopez was saying that, you know, it's always in our face and everything now. And I had told him, I was like, you got to think about it. At some point in time, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been allowed to get married when I was because it was an interracial relationship. And I was explaining to him how like my son was like, you know, he came home from school and he was like, why is your dad black? And somebody was asking, why is your dad black? And, you know, your mom's white, even though she's not white. But it's like, you know what I'm saying? And Lopez was like, you know, he, he's going to have to explain why is Adam My problem Steve. is the normalization of this, because the That's issue is that it's not a fucking, it's not in the DSM-5 uh, about liking or loving a different race. It, but it isn't, or is a DSM four? But it, uh, you know, gender dysphoria, I believe, is in there. You know, so there's a bit of a, a difference there. It's way different to me. They're like they're different again, games altogether. Those are these are just my opinion. The different the difference is, and it was against the law, and it, it was it was not considered normal. And it was against the law. So that's because you had a bunch of racist motherfuckers. That's a difference. But now we have a whole bunch of like, I'm not even going to say homophobic, transphobic. You know it just doesn't fit the norm. And because it's not. It. Because it's like I said, man, it's such a small percentage of the, the po global population. But they want to destroy all these systems and brainwash all these kids for such a small fraction of the population that it doesn't make sense. They're... You talk about interracial relationships. There's millions upon millions upon millions of, of black, white, brown people that want to marry each other. There's a lot of it. There's not a huge population of transgender people who are out there 
So why do I need to shove this on TV screens all over the world? Like that because be now it's a is discrimination if you don't, you know. Uh, and I I hate that that fucking that we're going through this, you know. But how, no, but let me ask you that: How are they being discriminated against? Like, how are they being discriminated? I don't get it. Well, if they're not being portrayed, dude, we've come to a point in society. All right, no, we've come to a point in society, bro, that. A fucking straight person can't play a gay person on fucking movies without being fucking shit on. It's called fucking acting, y'all. Yeah, the whole exactly. point of it is to act like a fucking gay person, act like a disabled person. Exactly. Oh, why couldn't you give somebody who was gay? Because then it's not fucking acting, is it? I know what type of dude I am. I'm a dude playing another dude disguised as a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bad. Like the only motherfucker that never got canceled because of that shit. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude it, it's fucking crazy. And while we're on this topic, before I segue, how would y'all feel? How do y'all feel about Brokeback Mountain? That movie? Never seen it. Don't care about it. Heard about it. Now let me ask you. Yeah, yeah never, never seen it. All right, it. so it had with fuck it had uh the dude that played the Joker, right? Ledger. Heath Ledger, yeah. and it had the other dude, right? Um you should have fucking names for a motherfucker that ain't never watched the movie. I but, never watched it. Yeah. But let me ask you. Let's say it was rebooted. Because you know they're rebooting all these movies nowadays, right? Yeah. And let's say they rebooted it with Scarlett Johansson and Gabrielle Union. Okay. I'm going to say no because I don't fuck with neither one of them. Now, if it was rebooted I'm with Shorty saying. that played Valkyrie. Ooh, yes. Yes. Somebody else. I would definitely watch the movie. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm okay with that reboot. Or is anybody else here? I'm okay with that fucking reboot. <laughs> let's see, let's see, the, the biggest, the biggest issue is that they feel like they're not represented in society. Right. But it's such a, a bullshit argument because they are. They're represented as a man or as a woman. If you choose to be outside of that, outside of bio, your biological makeup, your your DNA, if you choose to be outside of that because of whether it's your mental illness or your just feelings, you feel like a, a, a man in a woman's body or a woman in a man's body, that's on you. You're choosing to, to move, remove yourself from, from the normal uh, parts of society, from societal norms. All right, norms. All right gentlemen. You're choosing to, to be something else. So We're you gonna are proceed. We're going to proceed forward because I know you're on limited time as well here, Chooks. I know your your time is limited, and Hunt, I know your time is limited, so we're going to proceed forward here and push the drama for your mama just a little bit more. Let me ask you, Hunt, Kamala Harris, great vice president? Simple yes or no? Bro, I, I, I can't answer that because I don't know what the fuck she's doing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hold on, but you sure as fuck voted for her, didn't you? I sure no, that, that statement should answer answers all the questions. That answers the question right there. You don't know what she's done. Nobody knows what she's done because she hasn't done. Okay, so we know where fucking Chook stands. <laughs> I want to play y'all something, okay? Yo. She's so dumb. Did y'all hear that? Were y'all yeah. able to hear that clearly? I've heard I've heard that clip already. Did yeah. you hear it, Hunt? No, I didn't. You can sum it up for me. Okay, no, I'm gonna play it one more time because I think my volume is low. So bear with me for one second while I do that. And and I apologize to those of y'all that weren't able to hear it. Um, I'm, I'm new with this shit. All right, so all right, here we go. You ready? 
Mm -hmm. Do you have any plans to visit the border? I, at some point, you know, it, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. So this whole, this whole, this whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. <laughs> I calls her out. been to Europe. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. So we don't, we, we don't have an immigration problem from Europe. <laughs> Dumb right. fucking. It, it is such a. It is. What? Hold on. Fucking Russians are trying to come over here and have anger babies, but nobody want to say shit about that. Hold on. Hold on. Let, where let's are they jump there through. first. Where are they jumping the border? They're not jumping from Europe straight to the to the US. They have to go through Mexico. So like I said, the immigration problem is I didn't say Mexicans coming in. I said the immigration issue is at the southern border. It's not through from Europe to the US. So to say, oh, I've never been to Europe either, but we don't have a problem with immigration straight to the US from there. Now uh, obviously, people from all over the world are immigrating here. They're going up through uh, uh, South America and coming up in Mexico. Mexico, the Mexican-American border wall is where the problem is. And if you're in charge of a problem, shouldn't you go to ground zero of where the problem is? Well, my question on that is, um, she went to visit Guatemala, but she didn't go to the border to go see the fucking, you know, the separated kids and families that she was complaining about all that last year, she hasn't been one there one time. So I'm just saying that if this was the other way around, there would be a shit fit going on. Yeah, and sure. the funniest argument I've heard so far is uh, they're giving her all these immigration questions because she's a black woman. Oh, not because she's a fucking vice president and that's a challenge that she was told to tackle. But because she's a black woman, that that's why people are coming down on her. Never mind that stupid ass answer she just gave. I haven't been to Europe either. Bitch, stop tap dancing and answer the goddamn question. Go ahead, Lee Hunt. What do you think of what she said? Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, she has not visited Europe, so we can't say exactly where those migrants are really coming from from Europe. <laughs> get, get at him, man. <laughs> like, yo, See, I, expect, I might become more. I expect something like that from anybody trying to defend Kamala because all you can do is look exactly what she does. She tries to laugh it off that most annoying laugh in the world. She does it every time she gets a question. She doesn't know how to answer. So <laughs> you remember what Tulsi did to her during the debates? Miss mm -mm. oh. Harris is a fine vice president. She should do more. She should have done more. Um, I think that Michael Pence only went to the border maybe once. And how many times we didn't have an we didn't have an immigration problem as serious as it is as it uh, is right now. As no, sir. Yes, we did. Right no, sir. Yes, we did. Because according to Trump, there was caravans of motherfuckers coming here. There were hordes. It was like Genghis Kong and all his fucking billions of fucking Asians were running the motherfucker over. It was nothing on the level that we're at right now. He said it was caravans of people. But there were caravans of people. There was. It is on the same level. No, oh, it is not. Because they were no, stopped before they got here. Exactly. They were turned back. They were catch and release. They eliminated that. Instead of uh, your, your guy, Obama and Biden, they had the catch and release where they would catch them, release them back into our country. Instead of, if somebody's trying to break into your house, when you stop them from breaking into your house, you don't release them into your living room. You force them out of your house. No, but Obama actually deported more people 
than 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 fucking numbnuts did. Did you know that's that a fact? They, yeah, they deport them. Deporting it means that they're already here in the states right. and they get deported out. We stop them from coming in altogether. Right that's now, what, that's what a wall is for. The stats that I just read were that uh, as yeah. far as the catch and release thing goes, fifty percent. One five percent of single adults are being released uh, back into the states after they're caught. They release them back into the population here, and sixty-five percent of the family units are being released into the states. Are you talking about like once they're detained in the states, or they're caught, caught? when they get caught here at the border, or in the states at the border? At the border. Then why? How do they release them back in the states if they're here? That makes no sense. Yeah, that's called our immigration problem. Yeah, and here we oh, are. I, 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 uh, how can I put this? I'm on the fence, no pun intended, when it comes to fucking uh, immigration <laughs> control. Because the problem is that the government that we have in our country makes it so fucking difficult for people to come here legally and so much money to come here legally that people pay coyotes about 10,000 to 12,000 per head to come to the United States. So you got people in other countries, shithole countries, yes, El Salvador is a shithole country, that's on the rise, you know? Uh, it's getting there, it's getting beautiful, but I mean, it's shitty, let's be real. Nobody's fucking leaving their beautiful country because, you know, it's a wonderful place to live. There's no opportunities over there, but there's opportunities here. But again, they're selling all their land, making that trick all the way over here, for a better opportunity, right? An opportunity at a better life, absolutely. Right. Unfortunately, our system that we've had, which is flawed and fucked, it makes it difficult for people to come here legally. So that's why I say I'm on the fence on this one because I understand how it takes its toll on the local government, you know, having uh, illegal immigration. Look at Los Angeles, you know, and I understand how that ends up affecting the federal government and how taxes are being used and how children are being born. You know what I'm saying? So I think that all immigration as a whole needs to be revamped. What do you say, uh, Chooks? Um, well, I, I, I'm, a, I'm more a little bit harsher in my opinion yeah. in that I think that everybody who comes to that border illegally that's what that, that's why Trump was building a wall because we shouldn't allow people to come in here illegally and think that it's okay. All it does is affects my bottom line because now my taxes get increased so that we can give these people shelter and now we're providing them education and healthcare. Um, they need to be turned back. I, I'm, I'm against all illegal immigration. I'm against a huge, like, if they don't come in here legally, they should not be here. And I can say that because my father was born and raised in Jalisco, Mexico, and he came to this country legally 40, 45 years ago, got his citizenship legally, and he's been working in the United States ever since. My uncle did the same thing. They both did it together at the same time. They immigrated legally, and now they're dual citizenship. They have their Americans and their Mexican citizens. And that's the way, that's the process. That's the way it's meant to be. And that's the way it should be. I don't give up flying but i don't want to pay for millions of illegal immigrants to come here and i have to pay for their education and pay for their and their health care and give them a place to stay you got biden 
the administration flying illegals in, in planes in the middle of the night and dropping them in random cities across the country because the borders being so the facilities there are so overrun that they have to ship them out in the middle of the night so it doesn't look so bad because there's just so many people bodies stacked up next to each other sleeping so they have to ship them out in the middle of the night so no one will see it hunt you're, and we're you're paying this is on our dime you you hunt you lopez like we're paying for this right hunt what do you say yeah, that's the first time I heard about, you know, them shipping people off like that. I definitely need to do my due diligence and, and research that shit. Um, mm, man, I, I really can't say what I want to say right hey, now. Why? No, because like, oh. I have I have guests here. Oh, I hurt my feelings, bro. I thought we were past that. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. No, I guess I can't say what I want to say right now as far as a lot of this illegal immigration stuff is concerned. Right, right. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, but um, I can understand. I can I can definitely understand where you're coming from with that. Um, but what, man, I just, what does the Statue of Liberty say? That's like what we were always taught in school anyway. Give me your tired, your sick, your poor. It didn't say nothing about, and I got it, man, like, some situations people have to get out of where they're at. And I don't care if they're like Mexicans coming up from the South America. I don't give a fuck if they're coming from like um, some parts, if, they, if they're escaping, like if they're Palestinians coming over here, like there's just some circumstances where people like, we need to get the fuck out of this shit. Absolutely. We need asylum. And if America's supposed to be the shining beacon, <laughs> then they should. Now they should, if they come over here. And I know this, they're not gonna do that. But there should be something in place to be like, listen, man, you have X, Y, you have one year to get your shit straight or we're fucking getting you out. And we're going to keep tabs on you. So um, something along the bats and hides on motherfuckers. Yeah, get out of that country. All right. Perfect. So here's my thing. Uh, going out to the Arab refugees, I, I'm a sympathetic motherfucker. I'm an empathetic motherfucker. I hate seeing people suffer. We've all seen it first fucking hand. People suffering, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. We have billionaire fucking countries out in the Middle East. The Emirates, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Qatar. Why can't those motherfuckers give up a little bit of fucking land for those goddamn refugees? I'm just saying. Fair question. You know, that's just, you know, throwing it out there. Uh, Now, for my parents, full disclosure, my parents came here semi-legally back in the 70s, 1970 maybe. Um, but they did what the majority of everybody that comes here illegally does. The wall, I don't think, would really put a... I think that's more of a visual tool because the majority of people that come here come and overstay a visa. And that's how my parents did it. They came here. They came on a student visa in 70. Next thing you know, bam, they stayed here that, illegally. That's, that's good because, all right, even though I don't completely agree with it, at least if you're going to do it, do it that way. So there's a paper trail involved so we can track people. Right. But you, then, yeah. you know, people they are coming they, here, no ID. They're claiming asylum, but then they're right. just so they can get in. And then we, we give, we like have the honor system with these, with criminals coming across the board. Like we're going to release you in our country, but you got to come to a court date in four years. Right. That's who, not going to happen. What, what, what Ill, person that's here illegally is going to come to a court date because they know that if they actually go to the court date, they're just going to get deported. Now, I will say something in defense of the illegals that are here. Um, and, and as far as to my knowledge, a lot of these guys, I, I work in insurance. 
So when they're involved in car accidents, you know, we ask about medical questions and medical programs that they might be involved in. I'm going to tell you that 95% of them don't have Medicare, Medicaid, or any state run, any fucking um, health insurance, and they pay out of pocket. Like they'll say, I'm paying out of pocket for all my doctor's visits. I go to, you know, to a doctor and pay out of pocket. So now their kids, on the other hand, got it. You know, they do got Medicaid, Medicare, welfare, shit like that. But for the illegal, the ones that are here illegally, at least to my knowledge, I, they're not afforded those opportunities uh, or those benefits. Now, I might be wrong on that. If I am, uh, please, I, I'll be the first to to admit, hey, I'm wrong. But I, I'm not sure if I believe I believe you're correct uh, in that. That's how it, it was. That's how it's been. But this new wave, this whole new system that they're trying to implement is people come here as long as they can throw themselves over that wall and make it a, a couple inches into our border. They are now we are we are responsible for them and we are going to give them health care and education and let me, housing. Let me That's ask you, the new system that they're trying to put in place. So how do you feel about um, about Cubans when they get, you know, all they got to do is touch dry land. I, I, it's, I, I get it. I, these are hard situations that people are escaping. They're leaving. I get it. It's hard, but why should me, you, why, why should the three of us have to have our taxes increased to pay for all these people? I'll tell you what, the one good thing Social, about Cubans Socialism is such a good system, which is what, that's all they're trying to do is they're trying to turn that socialism here. These programs, all, all these programs, government assistance, that's all socialist programs. I'll tell you what though. If it was so good, they wouldn't be trying to escape to come here. I feel you. you. Escape socialism to go to socialism. It doesn't work. The one good thing about the Cubans coming over here touching dry land, that they become conservatives. They become conservatives all of a sudden like, uh, no, fuck that. Keep those illegals out there. (laughs) Granted. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, like the biggest fucking waste of a social program and government program that we have is goddamn child support. And that kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier as far as like the, the family system being broken down, how like shit starts in the home. That is the biggest fucking failure of a government program that we have. And yes, they hit a fucking nerve. <laughs> it's called government assistance. It's, it's, still, it's assistance. It's not a full answer. Mm-hmm. You should, if, if you're expecting the government to give you money f- to live your life like forever and, and provide you housing and provide you food, then there's something wrong with you. That you're just a lazy individual. You should, yeah, it should be a temporary short-term thing while you get on your feet and then you discontinue all that. It's not, it's not an end-all be-all. You don't get yourself into the welfare system and then you stay there forever. But we have multi-generational uh, welfare families and it's not going to change because there's no limitation on it. You can just keep doing it and keep doing it and have more babies. And, and Gentlemen, no- how about this? There's motherfuckers out there right now making more money on unemployment than motherfuckers who worked all their goddamn lives and are living off Social Security that they paid into. How fucked up is that? A motherfucker works 50, 60 fucking years to get a fucking social security check to live off of that they're barely fucking struggling to. But motherfuckers who ain't got a goddamn job are getting fucking unemployment insurance. Or or a desire to get a job. Yeah. No, there's no need. There's no... There's no no incentive. uh, There's no incentive exactly to go get a job because you can just stay on welfare and government housing for indefinitely forever. Exactly. Exactly But to to Hunt's point, 
I agree 100% that it all starts at the home. Everything that we do with that with our society starts at home. You know, it starts with the nuclear family. All right. What is one of the biggest fucking um, things in common or common deflections with all these fucking uh, people with shitty futures? Single mothers. All right. Single mothers. And unfortunately, (laughs) unfortunately, that's the common fucking deflection right there. Now, if there's a fucking father in the home, there's a better chance of success for the child. Hey, hey, cute thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I think we could agree on that at least, right? Let me ask you a question while we're we're kind of circling this topic. Mm -hmm. I would ask you, is there, you were having a conversation earlier today. We were talking about, I don't want to put your, your, uh, your family, your family business out here without your permission, but we were talking about uh, your son and his ambitions. Is it all right if I talk about it? Yeah, the yeah, last, yeah. Perfect. The last text that we were talking about. Uh, I was about to pause this shit to make sure we were good. <laughs> no, that's why no, I'm no, we're good, we're good, we're good, because okay. like, I, I know this good. Yeah, all right, so I had started to touch on it, but we, but we both got busy. Now you had told me that your son was asking you because we, me and Hunt were, you know, we're debating. We send each other voice messages and we debate right. all like all day. Um, but his son was saying, "Oh, you guys are arguing and whatever." And then he proceeded to tell me, "Oh yeah, my son, he wants to be a lawyer." And I told him that that's great. And I said, "You know why he can be a lawyer? Because he is able to. Because there's nothing stopping him from being a lawyer. He." That's, this goes back to kind of critical race theory and, 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 and then it also touches on the fact of what you were saying about uh, starting in the home with the father figure and just the whole, uh, the whole family unit. Mm-hmm. It starts at home because if, if, the, if the whole a child's whole life, his parents are telling him, you can't get ahead, you can't get ahead because the system is against you and you'll never amount to anything and, the, and all, everything is stacked against you. So there's no point in doing it. Of course, you're going to fail. You're going to have, they're, they're going to turn to a life of crime because they don't have that. But if you have a, a person like you, Mr. Hunt, who is teaching your kids, yes, you want to be a lawyer? Absolutely. Go be a lawyer. That tells me right there that all the, all the comments that you've made about oppression are all fucking lies, huh? If, they're, if you're encouraging your son to be a lawyer, why would you encourage him to be a lawyer if the system is stacked against him? It doesn't make sense. As a matter of fact, and I don't mean to play devil's advocate over here, but being that he's a double minority, uh, you know- Hazelwood Act, we were just talking about that. That shit fucking automatically, bam, brings it up because he's gonna have fucking affirmative action. You know what I'm saying? So the odds of him getting into a, a good college is up there as long as he maintains good grades, right? It doesn't have to be spectacular grades as long as he maintains good grades. But uh, with that said, the critical theory or whatever y'all call it, critical race theory, I understand teaching about the oppression that a society once had in the past, but being told that uh, you're still being oppressed is kind of a hard pill to swallow when there was a black president elected twice by a country that's majority white. And why oh, is it that okay so no one is saying that to a liberal uh they always do that uh, you had a black president like that's the ultimate you made it to the number one position in the entire that doesn't world. mean that you made how 
how? How does that mean? It's like you got Mitch McConnell talking about, oh, y'all should be grateful. We have a fucking y'all had a black president. You got dumbasses like Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about if I was black and I seen those Confederate monuments, I would be glad because of how far we came. Stupid bitch. Plain and simple. That that Marjorie Taylor Greene. It might now, as far as like comment, but there is there's we, some. We, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, we've had this conversation before. Like you said, man, there's two different things in this world. There's there's overt actions and there's covert actions. Let's face this. In the night prior to the voting uh, civil rights act, everything was overt. Everything racially motivated in this country was overt. We're white. We, we can do this. We can do whatever fuck we want. We run this country. Now things are covert. There's not going to be this big, bad boogeyman who happens to be white or whatever that says, like, listen, I'm white, you're black, I'm not going to let you in here. That's going to, that's, that's not going to, it's just, the system is not going to be overt like that anymore. There are covert actions that are going to be in place. Now, that's not saying that, like, you can't work hard and overcome those covert actions because you can. You just still got to be aware of those covert actions, in my opinion. That's number one. Number two, Tukes, thank you so much, man. That was extremely, like, I appreciate you, man, for one, being like, yo, man, do you mind if we talk about this? You know, because it's regarding my son. Definitely appreciate you 100% for that, man. That This shows class. That shows so much class on your part. I appreciate it. But I no will say. Me. I was going to push the pause button, motherfucker. No. <laughs> <laughs> break the fucking tension sometimes. But there's no yeah. here. Let but, me ask something, though. Go ahead. Uh, let me ask something. Um. I think that, to your point, Hunt, um, the people that are being oppressed, um, it goes into social economics. It goes into people that have not. Because we could talk about the inner city all goddamn day and how oppressed they are. But have y'all been to Appalachia? Have y'all ever been fucking, uh, you know, those meth towns out there in the middle of fucking nowhere? You know, that's a form of oppression if you really think about it. You know what I mean? Because they're not. How can they succeed? You know, it, but nobody pays attention to them because, you know, the trailer parks are not getting as much fucking blast as the ghettos are. First of all, the trailer park people, and I know you're talking about with Appalachians, they're the ones that are on welfare the most for whatever reason. It's always deemed that the the big the big bad black people are on welfare the most, and it's not. Well, the trailer park people in Appalachians. Those are the and that's two per capita, though. I know that's a big word for y'all, but <laughs> we're thirteen bravos here trying to fucking talk politics. <laughs> Go ahead, Hunt. Oh no, no, man, I, was, I had to say. Well, I mean, uh, well, I, all right. Look, at, let me go, go back real quick. Um, so the. What I've what I've tried, and sometimes I like I, I've tried and failed to to tell Hunt. Um, th- so we're we're in a system right now. It's capitalist. You even say it yourself. We're in a, we're in a capitalist country. It rewards hard work. So if you're not willing to put in that hard work, you're not going to get rewarded. So of course, everybody who's screaming oppression, it, it most of it most of the time is this of uh, is that they don't they don't want to work for it. They want it. They want they want it to be handed it to them. But look at what you did, huh? You are a prime example, which is why I asked if I could talk about it because you, I, I even said that, that was the last thing I think I texted you earlier was that it's, it's hypocritical for you to say that you're encouraging your son to be a lawyer, but at the same time preaching that there's oppression, but there isn't because otherwise you wouldn't be teaching your son to, to aim for the stars and to be whatever it is he wants. 
it rewards hard work. So how is, how is your son being rewarded right now? You signed up for the military. Nobody told you to do that. You signed up. You spent eight, ten, I don't know, eight, 10 years in the military. You earned a free education. You earned an education for your family. All your children, because of the Hazelwood Act, can now go to school for free. And they can because of you and your hard work. Every single American has that same opportunity. So you can't tell me that there's some system that's holding you back. It's hard work is holding you back. It's, it, it's your desire to, to reach a different level that is holding you back. Because if it wasn't, you wouldn't have been, you wouldn't be in school right now. Your son, you wouldn't be encouraging him to go to school because there, there's a system in place to stop it, but there isn't. You earned it. You were busted your ass. You put your life on the line for your country and you were, they gave you your free education and they said, we're giving you your kids their education too. So not because of you putting your life on the line, your family is now taken care of. So that is a system that is available to any American who's not a felon to do. So you're telling me inner, people in inner city, they don't have the same opportunities as anybody else. But guess what? There's a MEPS in every inner city in, in, the, in the country. So any one of these people who is having trouble escaping their environment, getting out because of all the systems in place, they could all go and join the army. They could do what all three of us have done. They could join the army, they get the free education, and they could do whatever they want with that. Well, I will say this real quick, Lopez, before you cut us off, right? I'm not going to say the system, right? I'm going to say there are people inside of the system that is going to be covert about certain things. And I believe this, I believe this because we had this talk too, where there was, there's been multiple studies that found that like black homeowners, their property is devalued. But when they go ahead and pretend to be white or have their white friends uh, pretend to want to sell their house, the, the price of the house is inflated. So it may not be the system, but there are people within the system that work covertly Absolutely. in the situation. And I've I got a question you, about that. I, I've told you there's racist people in this country. There's racist people in the world. That's never going to go away. That'll there's never disappear. People that are always going to have that mentality. Now, unfortunately, some of those people with those racist ideologies are business owners who might discriminate against certain certain subsect of people, whether it's a race or a sexual orientation, there's always going to be that certain level of discrimination because unfortunately some of those bigots, some of those racists, they end up working their way up and they own companies, they own corporations. I got a quick question. I, I, why would you want to work for those people anyway? Because okay. there's plenty of billionaire black entrepreneurs, Puerto Rican, Hispanic, Mexican people who own businesses, go work for them. So I got a question. Um, as far as like the, the real estate, how are they getting that? Because I've bought two homes in the past, let's say eight years, six years, I bought two homes. And um, normally they have to do uh, comparables. They, it's not just something that they just fucking pull out of their ass and say, this is how much we're going to pay you. The houses in the you have to get a fucking fair market value in order to fucking get comparable homes. You can't just say, I'm paying this, I want to sell my house for this price. You got to be able to fucking back it up. So, I mean, I don't know how long ago- well, That's the thing. But you can't just uh, inflate a price up and make it up. It's just impossible because again, um, they do, if you talk to any real estate agent, they will send you a list of comparable homes, how much they've sold for and how much they've, um, what was the, what your market is at at this time. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I'm just wondering how it happens. And it's to Chooks, uh, there's racist people. There's always going to be racist people. And I think one of the problems we have is fucking Americans. It goes back to our cultural fucking discussion that we had, y'all. We need to start learning that whatever progress that we're doing 
together as a whole, it's not going to change overnight. This is generational. It's not going to change within one or two generations. This is a fucking frame of uh, thought that we need to implement to our generation, to the next generation, to the following generation. Same thing goes with generational wealth. You know, we can't become overnight millionaires. You know, the people that have money right now, it's not their fault they were born into that fucking money. And you know what? I'm not going to hate on them and tax their asses because their parents did what our parents came to do. Give us a better life. Because in my fucking future, I see my great grandkids hopefully not having to work and have money. But we as Americans want that shit done now, now, now. And we can't get used to the fact that we're not talking about us. We need to fucking think about four generations ahead of us, whether it be generational wealth, whether it be fucking your 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 racism, which there won't be. Everybody's going to look Mexican in about the next generation or two. Seriously. I have anything to do about it. Or Filipino. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> That's it. Me and my wife were having a discussion just uh, a few days ago. It's like, look at you. Look at your family, huh? Like you, you, your, your wife's Mexican. You're black. You guys, same Yeah. So now you have little brown babies. I have little brown. Half of the Central American people, uh, we will not. We are not accepting uh, that person as a Central American. (laughs) Oh, oops. Sorry, my bad. But the point is, like you said, we're all, everybody's going to be brown here pretty soon. There's no, there's no such thing as white and fucking black and, and just brown. It's like everybody's, there's this mixed, like the whole melting pot thing we're talking about. That goes with all the interracial couples like you were talking about. The fact that everybody is just fucking everybody. But here's um, the problem too, Chooks. And, and here's the problem too, Hunt. We all have that family member that said, black stick with blacks, Latinos with Latinos, whites with whites. You yeah. know? You know what I'm saying? So there, those people are still going to exist, but they're going to, they already are the minority. You know what I'm saying? However, you know, it's going to eventually, hopefully become something that they're going to be ashamed of being, you know, but again, it's not going to happen within our generation or our children's generation or our children's children's generation, but eventually it will, you know, we can't stop. We can't try to force something to happen today when it's not even fucking feasible to be happening in a hundred years. So yeah. that's just I mean, I, I plan to be rich soon, man. Like I plan to get that get that rich soon. Uh, yeah, hey, Ethereum is a motherfucker, man. Ooh. <laughs> Shout out Safe Moon. Man. Yo, Safe Moon. I need a hey, Safe Moon. Hey, get them prices up, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I got three minutes left here. So I do want to get just tell you all thank you very much for being here on this gun line fucking political uh newsworthy i guess episode we didn't get too political but we got some political which is definitely good a break of the monotony that we normally have and i appreciate that i want to keep doing this once a month with you all i'll send you the link um you know or i'll send you a reminder sometime towards the end of the month of july because july coming up um (laughs) we got those motherfuckers getting ready to put their signs out y'all and then We got Juneteenth coming up this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yes. What, what signs? Oh, the don't blow your uh, your fireworks because it scares me signs. Oh, God. The pussy signs. Yeah. Damn. So, gentlemen, seriously, <laughs> I got two minutes left. I want to thank you both. Chooks, Hunt, always great having you all on here. Uh, you two give me a lot to think about it to process, man. Um, you know, it's great to see two complete opposite fucking frame of political minds come together 
And afterwards, like they, like y'all say, y'all still communicate even out of this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> this is the way it should be done. Yeah. So uh, I'll give you 45 seconds, Chooks. Got it. Ah, uh, shit. I don't even know what to say. Uh, I, thanks for having me on. I love you guys both. I'll talk with you guys all day, every day. I'll argue. I'll yell at you. I'll curse at you, and I'll still, I'll still, uh, I'll still put my life on the line for you guys. I love you guys, and uh, that's never gonna change. I don't care if Hunt calls me a racist motherfucker and tells me he never wants to speak to me. I still, I still love you. Like I still, it don't even matter. You know, it's all love. Like we, that's it. Like Hunt, you got forty five seconds. Go. Yo, man, once again, man, looking forward to doing this with Chooks every month, man. Because uh, hey, I'm a bow. Hey, I'm a hurt some feelings. Come July fourth. About hers and feelings. Is, hey, only Independence Day is Juneteenth. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you got then. All right, John. I, like I want to thank you both. Hey, by the way, I want to throw this out real quick. I had a question about which was the correct way of wiping your ass. Balls to ass or ass to balls. I figured it out. I figured it out. It's the motherfucking tushy, y'all. The fucking tushy. If you don't know what that is, it's this motherfucking bidet that you tied up to your motherfucking toilet. <laughs> I'll tell you what, y'all. That motherfucker is a splash in the ass. If you don't oh, want to fucking uh, hey, if you don't want your tushy to be mushy, buy yourself a motherfucking tushy. All right, buy yourself a tushy. If you don't want a uh, um, ass that's mushy, buy a tushy. Hey, y'all better fucking sponsor me, but uh, tushy. Anyway, <laughs> rounds complete. End the mission. Gun line out. Hope y'all enjoy Peace. it. All right, motherfuckers.